You're listening to Who Wears the Pants. My name's Mike. And I'm Chris. That's amazing, Chris. You're so beautiful. Guys, yeah. what's going on? Mike it feels like it. I haven't seen your beautiful... God, Jesus Christ. There's nothing worse on the internet than... Well, I've bitched about it before on this show, so whatever. Hey, guys. It's Mike and Chris. We're here to talk about who's wearing the pants today. We're not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I just if we had a webcam, people would see that we are fucking poo-bearing it. Oh, they'd hate us so much. So, I love... Of costume bashing okay like one of my favorite things like so I, I became obsessed and obviously this is not my original idea but I, I thought about the fetter Okay. Right, which would yeah, be yeah. a Bo- Boba Fett. So that's been done, blah, 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 blah. So I showed d- you a picture of that. You, you remember did. when I shattered I know, your dream? I was pissed. <laughs> but here's the new one I'm going to do. You know that yellow bastard from Sin City? Okay. I'm going to do him, but with a yellow t-shirt. So buck naked, all yellow, <laughs> red red t-shirt, fucking poo bearing. So it'll be, it'll be Winnie the Pooh meets that yellow bastard. So it'll be that yellow bear. That's amazing. Yeah. You know he rapes the shit out of Piglet. Oh, yeah, he Piglet's does. Piglet's a little fucking bitch. Oh, Pooh. Pooh, I don't like when you do that. <laughs> just wrapping that squiggly pigtail around his bare scrotum. Of just... Oh, dear. <laughs> That'd be like the ultimate cock ring, a, a pig's coily tail. Mm, Piglet. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, I have the tremendous shits. My wife is an amazing cook. I'm not just saying that because she's my wife. She's truly a very talented cook. Okay. And she makes one of my favorite recipes, which is chicken and 40 cloves. Of course, in my house, it's we add a zero. It's chicken and 400 cloves. So we eat a lot of roasted garlic in this particular meal. And I don't know what it is. I mean, I generally have bad gas anyway, but this stuff takes me to level 10. It's Does un- it? I mean, I, I will peel enamel from your teeth. Oh these my farts God. are so fucking wicked, right? That's awesome. So I've been eating these leftovers for days. And normally, if I have to fart at work, man, I just let it go. But today, I had to. I must have been in the bathroom 15 times because anytime I farted, I had to had to go to the bathroom because I didn't want people to <laughs> smell it because it was fucking. I mean, it's heinous. I mean, it it smells it's like abysmal. it. It was. It's like an old person shoved a dead baby in their diaper. It's just gross. That's amazing. I need a. Mm, mm. I salvaged it. I thought my cigar went out, but it didn't. No, it did not. It did not go out. It was, I was deceived. But oh my God, the thing is, is that this garlic is so fucking good. It just, you just take, you know, basically a whole chicken, you break it down. Yeah. You pile it in a dish with, uh, with, well, 400 cloves of garlic, some oil, some thyme, and then you bake it at 350 for like an hour. Um, of course you brown the chicken before you put it in the, in the pan, but oh my it's God. It's good stuff. Uh, and then you get, you get a baguette, you heat up the baguette you slice the slices and then what you do is you take butter from your butter belt because i'm gonna fucking savage right i like room temperature butter not fucking cold ass butter so you take your butter bell you pull your butter out of it you put slather butter on there and then you take a fork and you just smash garlic cloves on top of the butter fuck it's so good it's like that oh. we've been doing hobo pie mm. and uh i garlic the shit out of it right so i use the there's a creole seasoning that i use with it so i do that and i throw um garlic and worcestershire sauce on with it yeah worcestershire worcestershire i don't know how you say it, it. delicious is what you say, it you is, say it's fucking delicious i'll eat that shit by the spoonful I, I i actually would just just you know just beat it off into my mouth we'll, we'll, we'll get into that um so yeah we've been we've been making that and it's like what kind of shit do we have to throw in these hobo pies okay and then you just throw it. Oh my so God. hobo pie is just what? You, okay, so you take hamburger mm-hmm. and you, you basically throw it in tin foil. Mm-hmm. You throw whatever vegetables you want in with it, and then your choice of seasonings. You wrap it in the foil, and you're supposed to throw it in a campfire. Right. Um, being at home, we just throw it in the oven in the microwave. Yeah. No, I, just... I don't. Yeah, yeah. With the foil. <laughs> <laughs> Smoke alarms aren't supposed to go off. No, the fire is all part of it. Uh, there was an explosion, Mike. I think I have superpowers. Um, but man, it is fucking wonderful. And the kids were like, "Dad, I don't think, I don't think I'm gonna like that." And I'm like, "Oh, just eat it." And they're like, "Dad, this is delicious." And I'm like, "I know." But like one day we did it with uh, California medley vegetables, right? And mm. everything tastes the same. It all tastes like 
fucking delicious hamburger. You put a little, I put a little bit of olive oil in with it. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. You know, here's the thing about fucking kids. God bless them. And your kids are adorable. But you know what? You fuck you. You're going to eat it. Or how about this? How about you take your paycheck and you go to the grocery store and you buy the goddamn food and then you come home and you cook it. Oh, and by the way, I need a shirt for my back and a roof over my head. Oh, you I, ungrateful fuckers. I made uh, I made Christopher <laughs> make himself lunch the other day. And you would have thought I was abusing that kid. <laughs> I don't know how to do this, Dad. And I'm like, it's macaroni. Boil some water. How do I boil water? And I was like, get a pot. Okay. Fill it with water. All right. Now what? Now what? Turn the burner on. So he does. And and then I'm like, just wait for it to boil now. How do I know when it's boiling? I'm like, it's going to bubble. So then you know how when it starts to bubble, you, you see those little tiny bubbles at the bottom of the pot. Mm-hmm. He's like, dad, I think it's boiling. And I go in there and I'm like, dude, that's not boiling yet. Yeah. Just give it a second. So it starts boiling, and he's like, Dad, it's like jumping. I'm like, that's boiling. Dump your noodles in. Yeah, the thing is, he's 17 years old. He should be able to do this stuff by now. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, no, he's eight. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, I, I want my kids to be independent. And, yeah. uh, you know, eventually they're not going to live with me or whatever. Right. I'm going to die someday, just like every parent's going to. Every human right. it will. Uh, so they need to be able to do things for themselves and well, they need to be self-sufficient for yeah, sure so yeah. i'm like all right what well, you're gonna start learning how to cook and like macaroni is basic you can't really fuck that up so right. they make themselves sandwiches they'll do macaroni that sort of thing and it's good but on this topic of uh Worcestershire sauce, Worcestershire sauce how are we that delicious stuff mm-hmm. yeah yeah i've i've had spoonfuls of that before mm-hmm. because i just mm-hmm. enjoy it but A1 is very much the same way for me. Mm. I love A1. And really, I don't eat A1 on steak. Right. I just need something to give my A1 shape. Mm. So anytime I go to Denny's, I'll get like a, a build your own Grand Slam. I'll get a shit ton of eggs and hash browns. And then you just fucking dump A1 all over the plate. And it's perfect. It's so good. Right, because a good a good cut of meat needs nothing but salt and pepper. That's it. I like garlic on it. You put some garlic on nah, it. Nah, man, you get nah. That's not that's not that's not how I do. I get a big, big thick filet mignon from the butcher because they don't buy they get the grocery store fucking rapes you. Oh, Philip Magayan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the bacon wrap. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and you get your you get your skillet. You get it rocket fucking hot, mm-hmm. right? And then butter, a little bit of oil, butter. Get a nice and sizzling, bam, slam that bitch down. Two minutes, flip the motherfucker, two minutes, put it in foil, let it rest for a bit. So I, I wait for mine to, I wait for uh, like my salt and stuff. You have to let that crust. Like it makes it better when that crusts over a little bit and you get that nice glaze. Yeah. Oh man, it's our, so good. Our two listeners are wondering what the fuck this has to do with relationships. Everything. Everything. Because if you're eating good, you're a better partner. No, it's true. A hundred percent. Like Mike is, he does wonders for my relationship. He normally brings Tara um, <laughs> Taco Bell. She likes their, on their dollar menu, they have these little tiny. Shredded uh, mini chicken quesadillas. Those are the ones. And he always, always brings himself Taco Bell and he makes sure to bring her something. And it's so sweet. And uh, she's been sleeping the last couple of times he's done it. But I, I'll, you know, I'll be like, hey, are you awake? No. Okay, you want me to save these? Yes. <laughs> I'll eat them tomorrow. Well, if I'm going to Taco Bell, it's plus a couple bucks, whatever. Yeah. I mean, you always supply me with cigars and beer and, you know, adorable dogs that hate my guts. Oh, they hate everyone. Yeah, they're smart dogs. Yeah, very, very smart. But uh, so we were we were talking about um, good days and bad days. That's that's what we decided on as a topic for right. today. And when you, when you sent me that text, I, I thought, okay, well, you know, these sort of turbulent up and down of relationships. We have a hard day. We have a good day. I mean, that can translate to months or even years. You have good yeah. years and bad years. I would make the assessment that my wife and I have had a rough year. But but then Chris texts me back and he goes, no, dumbass, like, you know, a day, you know, the days when you look good and the days where you don't look good, where you are physically attractive to your significant other. Or, okay, so girls have their good boob days and they're like, God, my boobs look good today. Um, so they'll or there are days where they're extra cute and they're like, dude, I'm like too cute to be seen with you. And you're like, OK. And I'm like, you know what? There is a male equivalent of this. There's a good dick day. 
No, that's fair. There, there are good dick days. That, that's absolutely true. And when you have one, it is the most glorious thing in the world because a good dick day takes you from uh, your your regular three inch penis to you're giving Ron Jeremy a run for his money. And I've had a couple of good dick days in my life, and you see them, and you're like, "This is glorious!" Like, I need to use this for good. <laughs> I need to use this for good. So is the good is the good dick day like I think that I mean I've never done a dick pic but I can't imagine that you don't you you, you don't just have any old day where you're like oh, I drove my pants took a picture of my dick send to this chick no 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 you have like a you have you you when you have a good dick day I I must assume that you take a picture of it and then when you're going to send uh you know your your prospective mate a, a, a dick pic you send it from the catalog of the good dick pics that you have, not just some random, hey, here's my dick today pic. So I think I think most of the time, if somebody sends a dick pic, it's done out of impulse. Mm. Oh yeah, they're gonna want to see this thing. No, they don't. But I, I just don't. I just don't believe. I, there's gotta be forethought, right? There's no forethought, I and I think can't. that's the. I don't. I don't think people think. Okay, we're we're under the assumption women are beautiful. Like. Women are beautiful. So if they take a naked picture, it's like, God, that's amazing. You're a work of art. Right. Um, if we take a naked picture, it's like, oh, yeah. uh, it's this clumsy, ugly yeah. vessel. Right. Totally agree. That guides this fucking hollow soul through this right. existence. Um, so, yeah. Like, we're, <laughs> so, yeah. we're under this <laughs> assumption that, oh, well, they must want a, a picture of my glory. No. Nobody ever wants a picture of your glory. Because you're not glorious, uh, but when you have a good dick day, it's generally you'll you'll realize it. I always realize it when I'm getting a beach. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, holy cow, this is a good day. And like, well, you're you're getting you're getting head. It's a good day. It's a good day, but you'll see like. Wait, wait, well, hold on. Let's back up. Mm-hmm. Do you get head on a bad dick day? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, like I've definitely got the old beach on a bad dick day. But now, by the way, your wife is in the kitchen behind you. Yeah. And she shook her head that I think that one of the keys or triggers for you to get a blowjob is you're having a good dick day. I don't think you get them on bad dick days. I think I, I, I've definitely got them on bad dick days before. I don't. I think that you're confused about what is or is not a good dick day for you. Maybe. I don't, I don't think you're the expert on whether what, what is a good dick day for you, Chris. <laughs> I know when it's particularly great. Yeah. Uh as I've been living with it for yeah. you know, my twenty nine years on this world. Right. Uh so I know that I'm like, okay, it's powerful today. Yeah. See, I see here's the thing. I don't believe for one instance, when you sent me this topic, that you have bad days. Where oh. you are not as attractive as you are on others' days. So I, I just don't believe that. Now, I think you have good hair days and great hair days. You don't have bad hair days. You don't have days where you look bad. You just have days where, man, Chris looks good today. And then days where, wow, Chris looks great today. Yeah, I, that's not true. It, it is true. Um, Like the last- As two- your number one stalker, it, I know this to be true. <laughs> no, like recently- um. The last two times I've shaved, I don't know why my skin has not reacted well to it, and I've cut the fuck out of myself. Uh, both times I've shaved with my straight razor. Right. Uh, I'm normally very, very good with it. But this last time, like today, I got this, I like cut a notch out of my face. It looks like somebody was notching a staff that they killed people with or something. Hmm. Uh, you know, I like this side of my face is all chewed up from me fucking just doing now when you say straight razor you mean like i keep this in a boot in my boot to cut bitches straight razor or do you mean your your safety razor no not my safety razor um so So you actually have a proper sharpen it with a strop straight razor so i have two straight razors um one of them is a proper strop uh you know hone it with a strop um and that's you're you're basically when you're using a straw. What fucking twenty-nine-year-old shaves with a straight razor? I've been for three or four years now. You're you're weird. No. Yes. It's fucking great. Yeah, you're you're bizarre. It's the best shave in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I have a hundred-year-old razor. It was made in nineteen twenty-two in St. Louis. Uh, 
that's not a hundred years old. It's almost a hundred years old. Yeah. So okay, I, mean, I, I, I have a ninety-five year yeah, old. I mean, straight I, I razor. assume you went to public school because your math skills fucking suck. Ni- ninety-five is, not, is basically a uh, hundred. I'm no, rounding up. No. Okay. You. Uh, okay. When you go to five, what do you do? You round up. Okay, fine. You know what? In five years, I will have a hundred-year-old straight razor. Does that make you happy? For four years, eighteen, actually close to three years, because it's almost twenty nineteen. So Stan Lee Jesus. was born in nineteen twenty-two. He died this year, and he was ninety-five. I'm going to assume that uh, my straight razor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Let's I'm going not... to assume that the straight razor shares a birthday with Stan Lee. That right. makes me like it more. And it yeah. was made here in St. Louis, which yeah. makes me like it more. I, it makes it, – it absolutely doesn't move my meter at all. But I have something else called a shavette, and it's a straight razor that you can uh, – you Is actually, that for your pussy? Yeah. Is that – No, so it's a straight razor that you actually use the old-fashioned razor blades with. Mm-hmm. You cut them in half, and you put half of it in there, and you shave with – it's mm-hmm. a straight razor shape and all that, and you get the – it's very similar, but right. uh, it's not the same. See, to me, shavette sounds like it. It sounds like a midget in a bonnet that that actually cleans up my whole pubic area. Could I guess? Yeah. I mean, if you wanted to have a shorter dick, you yeah, could and, definitely. And, and before people start with the fucking hate mail about the word midget, there is nothing more condescending than little person. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, he's a little person. Fucking condescend me. I'm a dwarf or I'm a midget. You're not, though. Yeah, you, I'm not, but I mean, mentally. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you get I'm, to make that call. <laughs> I just did. <laughs> I just did. Seriously. I'm taking it back. Little person is so fucking condescending. Oh, my God. When we get off the, the only thing, The only thing more condescending than midget or than little person, excuse me, the only thing more condescending than little person is noob. Oh, I fucking hate that word. So oh. that is an insult that is hurled in my family with the utmost intensity uh my uncle we we were wow players and right. he'll be like come on you fucking noob oh oh man it would drive you crazy I, but i couldn't i'd fucking hit him with a hammer he's he's six one and a golden gloves champion so I'd shoot you, him yeah, yeah. You, you wouldn't hit him with from a, a hammer. great distance uh no it, it's so funny though because we'll be like come on you fucking noob and uh he'll be like He'll, this is this is what's infuriating. He'll be like, noob, noob. And he yeah, like. That's the worst is somebody who can kick the shit out of you. He like moves it at you. Noob. Oh my God. Oh, I hate it. It's like a cow is in yeah. front of you, a bull. Okay. And it's like, noob. All right. So back to the topic at hand. Chris doesn't have bad days. I, I do. I absolutely do. Um. You, you, everybody has glorious days. Where I don't have like, good days. You do. I have okay days. You have great days. Shut your fucking horse mouth. As as your number one stalker, <laughs> I have hair that I've stolen from your pillow. Don't, that's not cool, man. No, no witchcraft components. It's not cool. It's not witchcraft. I built yeah. a shrine with it though, and I masturbate there. Okay, uh, another tangent. Speaking of witchcraft, have you fucking seen Hereditary? No. Okay, it's not as good as The Witch, and. The witch is brilliant, but hereditary, it's a really, real similar to the witch. It's a slow burn, but fuck that ending. Oh my God. Is it uh, so, you know, a really good comic book that was about witches was called witches. It was a, uh, was it a image Greg comic. Rucka? No, no, no. It was a uh, Scott Schneider. Okay. The, that guy, one that, the guy that did Batman. You're, I'm thinking of black magic. Yeah, yeah. you are thinking yeah. of black magic. Um, witches was fucking good. Yeah. And basically... Uh, the trees were oh, it was it was intense. That yeah. was a really good. Read. I'll check it out. Really great series. Yeah, but you should. should see you should see Hereditary. Like I said, it's it's similar to The Witch in that it is a slow burn, but the end, oh, magnificent. Have you done the uh, the Sabrina series on Netflix? I did. It's fucking good. It it. I had a love hate relationship with it. It had its. Are we doing an episode of Entertain the Geeky? Uh, no, we're just kind of talking. I, I, so. So my wife and I, one of the things that we do together is, you know, we like to ride bikes and we like to hike and we like to walk our dog. But most importantly, my wife is an introvert and she's you know, homebody is derogatory, but she doesn't she likes to be at home. And so we watch a lot of television together and we watched Sabrina uh, or the the there was a chilling adventures of Sabrina. Yeah. Which what the fuck? Well, first of all, the dot on the eye should have been a pentagram, not a pentacle. But whatever, there are fucking saint worshippers that needed to be inverted, and I don't know who's the idiot who missed that. But it was it was probably somebody who was like, "Oh, we're gonna get sued," or yeah, Christian well, hate mail. Well, they well they are getting sued by the Church of Satan. 
Are they actually? Yeah, that's, yeah they actually. That's so, hysterical. So, the, so the, the satanic church is suing them for using a pan. I don't know if you can, I don't know how patenting religious symbols, but that statue that they have in the, the center foyer of the school, yeah. that's, they're suing them for using that without permission. Yeah. So Netflix is talking about killing the show. That's so interesting. Yeah. No, the, the show is really clever, well-written. Apparently, the showrunner is the creator or the writer of the comic book. Yeah. And it's based on the comic. No, I, I enjoyed it. Um, it's much better than that Melissa Joan Hart yeah. series that was on. Yeah. It has its flaws. It, I'm not saying it doesn't. Sure. I'm not saying it it's doesn't. Got its, it's, got its, it's got its episode structural flaws and some continuity issues. But um, well-written, fun, wonderful teen drama, which I love that shit. Um, and, you know, the, it's it's good. It's worth watching. Well, they walked, they walked the fine line of creepy right and comical yeah very very no, well you did a very good job agreed so yeah we we enjoyed the shit out of that or we actually i guess we're about halfway through the series the, the redhead the red the, the three sisters yeah oh man the redhead is in my wheelhouse is she in your oh bangable mm. taking it yeah <laughs> so young yeah <laughs> Did you say so young? So yum. Oh, I thought you said I didn't so, say young. so young. What I was like so creeped perv? out. Yeah, no. no, it got creepy for a second. No, I did not say so young. So, it's disgusting. Back to that's the, the kind of thing I say off the air. Back to the good days and bad days. Yeah. Um, are there are there days where your spouse is particularly attractive to you? Yes. 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 Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, how often is that for you? Uh, that is challenging because I always find her attractive. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not just saying that. Mm -hmm. I always find her attractive. I always have. Um, but there are days where she just looks particularly more attractive than others. I cannot say, I can't, I can't, I can't assign a frequency to it though. No. I can't say, oh, it's, you know, every so often. It's just that you just have those days that sort of pop up. Those damn moments where you're like, damn. You look great. Yeah. Yeah. No, those happen. Big O T. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, look so, at that. Look at that flat white girl butt. So look I'm, at that. I'm always telling Tara, like she probably hears this a hundred times a day. I'm like, God, you look beautiful. You look amazing. Um, but she does have those days where she's just particularly astonishing, and I'm just like, Whoa! I, I gotta to, put a baby in you. I get to be with you. Yeah. Lucky me. Um, and I was, I said something to her earlier about how lucky I was. Cause she was in the kitchen doing something. She was cleaning something up or she was making a cleaning solution. That's literally what she was doing to clean dog pee. And, uh, I was like, God, you look beautiful right now. And she, I was like, I'm so lucky. And she was like, yeah, you are. <laughs> and I was so taken back by that. I'm like, are you lucky? She's like, hmm. <laughs> and I was like, are you serious? And she's like, yeah, I'm lucky. <laughs> and i'm like you asshole yeah uh, i i get every so i know for for me i get that from her every every rare so often yeah uh as as far as like we've talked on the show before about whoever loves the other person more has less power in the relationship mm -hmm. totally me i'm always like god i'm so in love with you you're so good why am i so bad when you're this good um but it drives her crazy. But I think that, so, I mean, good days and bad days, this is sort of, I don't, I don't know. This is, uh, this is just tangential. The whole episode's tangential. But, um, I, I think that that changes the, the person who has, you know, the, the upper hand, or as we used to just simply call it hand in the relationship. I think that that shifts. I think oh, it, it changes, um, you know, from over the course of time. I don't think it's like a back and forth daily thing, but I think that, you know, it ebbs and flows like anything else. Well, it does. It does. I, I mean, so over the past year for us, I feel like it's been more of a me being the, the chaser than the chasey, if you will. Um, but yeah, I mean, it definitely changes because so, there's... So, but isn't that... I mean, that's common in a male-female relationship just in general that the that the male is the pursuer. Well, it, it, it's funny because to... Okay, you're supposed to be the male that is pursued. That's what, that's what makes a desirable male. What? I know that sounds bizarre, but um, you're supposed to give your partner enough space to pursue you. Mm -hmm. and 
in doing so, they find you more attractive and they want to pursue you more. But based on who's, whose idea was There's this? some relationship coaches that okay. say this. So once once you well, I mean I, I don't I don't know I'm not a relationship coach I can just tell you from my own personal experience it makes a certain amount of sense it does it does well and it's those are the times when you're the one being pursued there's something that shifts inside of you and other people find you more attractive at that point as well or other people want to be around you more right there's just a level of mystery and sure glory i guess that you have certainly there is there is something appealing when you know not there is something i assume that is attractive to women when men have the i don't give a fuck sort of attitude oh absolutely well and that's that's a fine line that you have to walk too because you don't want to be a dead fish or just completely cold right you know because at that point oh okay well I'm wasting my time even yeah, talking to him. There's a difference between being sort of, you know, intriguing and mysterious and just being flighty and aloof. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So th- that's what that's what you have to figure out. Right. Like that's what we have to figure out. Yes, yeah, you know, that's I, I'm not. I You're don't, beyond that. Yeah, I don't. So, I mean, you you hit a spot in your relationship and it's you when you're in a relationship for a long period of time where you just what what you find attractive keep going oh what you find attractive about the other person i i think i think it 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 shifts you know that from you know it, it it initially it is sort of that physical attraction right okay but eventually it you know that physical attraction oh thank you you're welcome goes from oh wow i am physically attracted to this person to i find this person interesting to i want to spend time with this person to i want to build something with this person to you know i understand that there are things that can happen in this relationship that are awful, but are forgivable because I have invested something in this person and I love them very much. Mm -hmm. You know, that just, I think it just changes. It It evolves. It definitely does. But part of that too is there's never going to be a person on this earth that doesn't like, if you're, if you're spending any amount of time with somebody that doesn't do something to wrong you in your eyes, Mm -hmm. uh, so that you know you're gonna you're definitely gonna run into that at some point. Heaven forbid it be something awful, but uh, yeah, I mean that that shit's definitely gonna happen. But there's still you have to. I guess the the whole idea behind this being pursued thing is if they're pursuing you, they're trying to do more to be in your good favor. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like it's sounds really manipulative. Because, I mean, that sounds awful. Oh, I need them to want to be in my good favor. But it's it's also just one of those things where, oh, I really like this person. I don't want them to lose interest in me. Right. You know what I mean? That, I, that It's such a it's such a bizarre thing. And I don't think you, you lose that in your relationship. There are times where your priorities shift a little bit. But I don't think you ever want to lose the favor of your partner. Well, and I, and I certainly don't want to, I mean, sort of in the, uh, I'm going to get a little bit, a uh, little bit philosophical about it Mm -hmm. but or a little bit i should say abstract about it yeah yeah that you know if i have my good days or bad days physically i think that in the evolution of the relationship and what my wife or what your significant other finds attractive if that is evolving if they're if the investment in the relationship is different and what they find attractive is different do those characteristics have good days and bad days i mean oh, you know, i'm sure yeah i mean your level of effort in the relationship is something that someone you know is going to find attractive you know that you're that you have skin in the game so to speak you know and if that if that lessens you become less attractive so if you have a bad day of i'm not putting forth the effort that i normally do i'm having a bad day in the relationship as opposed to having a good day but i mean i guess to go back to the the purely vain original concept of the topic i mean are there days where what do you do in your relationship when your significant other consistently has bad days and you do not find them as physically attractive as you used to well i mean i think i think that's where 
part there's a there's a level of growing up that has to happen throughout right. the relationship because you like you'd said earlier there are things that your partner is going to do to be less attractive at times like right. just be it hurting your feelings yeah, or pissing just, you off just or whatever being a malicious cunt yeah, yeah whatever um so you're you're definitely going to have those instances where uh you you got to work to be attractive here right. uh but i i think your your perception of what is uh beautiful about that person and uh, therefore what is beautiful in general shifts as well sure so like there there was a point in time where you were a 16 year old and 16 year old girls were attractive you know what i mean and mm. then you grow up and all of a sudden like you know you get older and you're like, oh, well, these 40-year-old women are attractive. And there's no right. way you would have looked at them before yeah, when you were 16. You're old when you start looking at moms and not daughters. Right? Yeah. Right? So there, there's that thing definitely happens. And part of it comes sure. from your age and mm-hmm. part of it comes from your partner. So, like, you look at a guy like George Clooney or something like that. That guy never got out of the, oh, I'm dating 20-year-olds phase. Yeah. So Lucky fucker. His, his perception of what's beautiful is still 20. I don't think he's reached that point in a relationship. To where he's considered somebody beautiful past 30. Right. And that that's bizarre. Mm-hmm. Like you're supposed to grow up a little bit, I guess. And, you know, I... I yeah, but when you're 50 and you're dating 20-year-olds, do those 20-year-olds have bad days? Oh, of course. Of course. Oh, no. So I, I, you know, my uncle is dating a girl that's 23 and he's 40. And I'm like, I don't know how you do it. Like me, it... it they were she was 22 when they first got together i was 28 and i'm like i couldn't date a 22 year old now so the fact that you're doing it is blowing my mind like i can't i'm not in the same headspace as a 22 year old the show maybe i don't know okay then i'm never mind i'm not gonna ask the question ask it go does she have a bobo no 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 okay they're having a baby what yeah she's like she's like fucking seven months pregnant or something Uh, crazy bobo (laughs) an abortion yeah, I, I stole that from a from a show called uh, a show called You're the Worst. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I was like, I'm just in polite conversation. I'm just going to call it an abobo. You're so sweet. <laughs> yeah. You're so thoughtful. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, your your girlfriend's you know 22 years old, and you're 40 years old, and you know, pregnant. I just think that it's not your kid. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, no, I'm just from the perspective of you know, does she want to be with the 40 year old guy and raise a baby does she want to be does she want to be a mom at 22 years old especially when she's so that okay lots of lots of teens get pregnant okay so you'll have a teenage pregnancy and you'll have a teenage guy teenage girl they have a kid together oh we got to be together and they they like each other it's it's generally at that point you're not in a mental space to where you can make the decision of oh i do want to be with this person right and we're going to stick this out no matter what right you don't know it no matter what means yet. And that that no matter what is a very big and daunting thing when it actually gets presented. Right. Uh, even a small part of that. So it, then then shifting where is she still going to like him in five years? That's right. that's the real question because she's not had the opportunity to dislike anything about this relationship right. or about somebody that's older yet and then all of a sudden yeah you are 22 23 25 27 and this guy's in his 40s 50s right like it, it, there's 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 your commonalities are going to run out very quickly and hopefully you're emotionally mature enough to where that he's not a parent figure to you and he's a partner to you or she if you're a younger guy dating an older lady and like that's one of those things that it's it's fucking baffling and yeah I, I couldn't do it. You're so heterocentric. Centric. Why? Because it could be an older man and, an, and a younger man dating. Oh, well, I mean, whatever. A younger woman and an older woman dating. You're so close-minded, Chris. I'm only speaking from the space that I know personally. Mm-hmm. And I can't step outside of that because then I would be overstepping my bounds and I could potentially say something to offend. Oh, my God. Yes. This show? Yeah, oh, I know. Never. I know. Who to thunk it? Never. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like... Tara even when we first got together she was younger than somebody than I would have dated and at first I thought she was a little bit older than she was and I I told her that I was like oh I thought you were like 23 I thought she was my age I didn't know she was three or four years younger than me and that that was kind of odd like that age gap at that point in time because I had a kid she didn't so there there was a lot of where are you at where am I at and how how are we going to mesh and then you know we become a family and we have another kid and like all these all these things are happening. So 
we, we had an opportunity there to actually feel out that family, but at a bigger age gap and more time and stuff like that, I don't know what kind of effect that would have on a relationship. And like that one, I think is is profound. Now, see, my older brother, um, he's he is six years older than me. Mm-hmm. His wife is six years younger than me. So they have a 12-year age difference. Oh, wow. And they get along extremely well. Well, good for they've them. Got, yeah, they've got three kids together now, and you know. But she's in, she. I mean, she truly is. Uh, she's a remarkable woman. She really is. Just an exceptional person. Yeah, she's yeah. just. Yeah, I mean, to to be able to, you know, be in the same room with my brother for you know two or three hours is a challenge. Takes I'm King Bob. I love you. I love you. But no, but Tyann, I mean, she's she's really a remarkably cool person she's a great mom so, that's awesome yeah good so for it, them. it can happen well so i just think it's rare i think it is so my dad is he's getting uh he's marrying a lady from overseas she's supposed to come here sometime yeah yeah and uh with that she's closer to my age than his age right she's like 33 34 he's 50 and i'm like dad this is weird at this point and she's got a kid that's younger than my kid. And I'm like, Dad, this is like, you're going to be raising a kid at 50? Isn't that kind of yeah. odd? You know? Right. I don't know. It's cool. I got this. And I'm like, okay, okay. Yeah, but I'm, it's cool. I got this is the response of someone who hasn't given it an ounce of contemplation. Oh, correct. And I, I, I think there's the, there's the aspect of him that's like, I want to be in a relationship I love this person. This person loves me, but I don't. I don't know that outside of that initial infatuation. Have Have they met each other in person? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Have uh, they been intimate? Yes. So they've they've been around each other. Basically, he's flown to the Philippines once and stayed out there for like a week with her, and then he flew out there again. I think it's been two times that he's actually been in her presence, but it's not enough time to where I would say that's. A relationship that you should trust in any way, so, shape, so or form. So, does he send her money? I I think so. I think so. To the best of my knowledge, yes. For doctor's visits, so she's apparently a, she has some health problems. So she's a prostitute. No. So he sends her money, flies out there once in a while. They are intimate, and then he flies home. Yes. What do you call that? I call that love? Question mark. Yeah. yeah. No, that's it, it's an odd one, yeah. and like I can't wrap my head around it, but it's it's not my place to wrap my head yeah, around and, it. And don't get me wrong, and I'm sure I've I'm sure I've said this on the mics before. I'm pro prostitute. I'm yeah. I am I am. You've pro, definitely said that. Yeah, before. I am pro hooker. I think you say that every week, yeah, at I least once. I, I think I probably do. I think that I'm just I'm I'm aggressively pro prostitute. I gotta let you guys know. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm good with the hookers. <laughs> I'm aggressively pro prostitute. I'm hooker good. Yeah, I'm aggressively pro 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 pro. Oh my God! We need to turn like yeah. coin that. Yeah. Hey, are you pro pro? Are you pro pro? It's like that's, PC, bro. That that's that's <laughs> the most uh, exciting way to say. It. Am I pro? Oh yeah. Am I pro pro? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So you're, you're four prostitutes. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Huh? huh? <laughs> oh my God! We got to start asking people that randomly. Like we should go. Are you pro pro? We should go to a bar. Yeah. One night and interview people and be like, so are you pro pro? We host yeah. a relationship yeah. podcast. Yeah. We want to know if you're pro pro. Yeah, are you pro pro? What does that mean? I'll bet we get so many blank yeah. yeses. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't not be pro pro. <laughs> not be pro pro. I'm not intolerant if that's what you're asking. <laughs> Have you paid somebody for sex? Well, hell no. Would you? Hell no. no. So you're anti pro. Huh? <laughs> That person's gonna abort themselves after that conversation. God, what do prostitutes do when they have a bad day? That's the question. When they're so, just not so like okay, we we go to normal jobs like, and I right. say normal jobs like we go to the nine to five. Yeah, and you go there the shit jobs where you're not fucking somebody for money. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Yeah. So we go there and like you have a bad day, but you're like, oh, it's just the nine to five. Are they the same way with it? I don't know. God, it's such a fascinating life. It's fascinating to me. Why? 
because they take something that is traditionally so sacred and intimate and something that should be shared only in the confines of the marital bed. And they're like, ah, you can blow a load of me for money. It's amazing. It's liberating. It's, it's liberating. It, it, it is so, it is so anti-Puritan. It's just, it's fascinating to me. So, a good buddy of mine, I'm not going to throw your name out there in case you don't want anybody to know this, but he's, Charles. In, the, he's in the military. Steve. Yeah. We'll, oh, we'll, I know who this we'll is. We'll call him Charles. Charles, yeah. And uh, he got to do a tour, or he was doing a tour, and uh, he, he was on a submarine, and they ended up in Europe. And he went to Greece, and he's like, I've only paid for sex one time, but I wanted to do it just to say that I've done it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so you, you could have got it for free there. Oh, yeah. But you paid for it. Yeah. Why? Like, that's what baffled me. Because I'm like, you could have gone and hooked up with some random person, not paid, a, not paid a dime. Like, you could have bought a drink or something like that. But instead, you paid more money just to go and get straight to the business. You got to sk- skip all the pleasantries. Was it worth it? And, like, I've not actually got to have that part of the conversation. Do you pay for tickets to Little League? No. No, because they're not fucking professionals. Ooh. But you know what you do do? You do What do you do do? <laughs> Poop. <laughs> so, no, what you do, what you do, however, is you pay to see professional athletes because they are superior, because they are trained, because they have a skill set that, that the others do not. Mm. That's why you pay a prostitute. Because she has an experience or he, they have a skill set that others do not possess. They have a wisdom, a knowledge, and you just lit me on fire. Did I really? Well, you did actually flick part of the match head on me, but I'm not on fire. I didn't mean to do that. I'm no, so whatever. sorry. I don't care. It's fine. It's your house. We'll burn it down. Yeah, we don't need a house. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> trying to finish the cigar the rest of the way it's so that gone. that's my question the actual intercourse with the prostitute was it superior to the intercourse that he has had elsewhere i would say probably not so one of the most brilliant things that anybody ever said to me was i was actually selling this gentleman a car and he said he was talking about being a golfer mm-hmm. he's like yeah i golf he's a retired gentleman and i'm like i'm like are you, so are you good at it and he's like he's like chris He's like, golf is like sex. You don't have to be good at it to have fun with it. <laughs> so, and I, I think that was one of the most brilliant things ever because, you know, if there's something that you enjoy, you really don't have to be good at it to have fun with mm-hmm. it. And sex is very enjoyable. So I don't really think it matters if the person's a professional or yeah, not. Yeah, for dudes, it's enjoyable. Yeah. 100% of the time. Yeah. But for women, that's not always the case. That's fair. So what you're saying is be a dude. Yeah. No, for sure. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. I don't know where to go from there. I don't know where to go from there either. Okay. So basically, guys, you're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days. Mm-hmm. But be a dude. Yeah, be a dude. I mean, I mean, out of out of all the advice that we've given on this show, this is the, this is the most sound yeah. piece out of. Yeah, I mean, first of all, first of the show, so, so we we've on the show. I do believe we've said women basically have all the power. Yeah. Um, and now we're saying, but be the dude. Yeah. Having the power is too too much. No, no, no. Because it's nobody wants to be the emperor. I just want to be Vader. I, second fiddle's okay with me. First fiddle's too much pressure. It's just too much. What What's too much about it? I don't want to be because I, I, I okay. I, I I just don't I just don't need all the oh my god the 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 bras and the menstruation and the makeup and the looking good because other bitches are catty. I, that, I, I just don't need all that. That's one have, of those concepts. That's I don't crazy. have time for that. Well, so have you ever have you ever gotten jealous of a guy that's better looking than you? Right now. Okay. Looking across the right now. So the fuck that's a stupid fucking question. Shut up. Um, so, <laughs> good God. So, that being said, you're like other bitches are catty. They're not going to be catty to you. No. And that that's that's the weird part because if it like let's say there's a a group of guys right and one of them's the good looking guy yeah and everybody's like fuck 
the, the jokes that he'll get from his friends, like you might be a little bit envious, like, God, I wish I looked like him. But outside of that, there's not much animosity. No, no, no. There, there never is. We never, because I don't, I don't go to you and be like, Oh my God, look at Joe. Can't believe those pants he's wearing. Does he think he's good in those pants? Ugh. Do you see Joe shaved his beard? No, they, no, that was a mistake. Dude, he looked great with a beard. Great with a beard. Agreed. Um, yeah, he's like, I'm going to retire at 50 and then grow it back. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay. like, wow. Yeah, uh, life goals, man. I think that's a great one. Retire at 50. Brr, awesome. Mike's like, I'm on it. Yeah. No, on I'm, it. There's no way. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's one of those things like, wow. Uh, it, it's just so different. And yeah. why, why are they catty? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, do you think that's biological? I see. I can't. I can't say. I. I just. All I can tell you is that it's common. Sexual competition. Ah, like, is that what it is? Now, well, I. I don't know. I'm not. I, I see. This is. We're getting into the realm of things that I just don't know. Well, I, like that's what I want to know. Like, yeah. why? Why is that more so? Like with with men, uh, you don't see so much of that. Now there will be times where, and this is it, it's a little different. But there will be. Let's say there's a guy that works with your wife, mm-hmm. and you're like. I, there's just something about that guy I don't fucking like. Yeah. Like, I don't trust He's trying that to guy. fuck your wife. Oh, probably. 100% yeah. of the time, he probably yeah. is trying. Yeah. Um, but you're not like, God, he's so good looking. He's right. so good at everything. You're like, man, fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's totally true. Like, there, there, <laughs> it's there's, totally there's true. no rationale. Yeah. There's nothing outside of. Oh, I know what you're trying to do, and I, I'd shit on your, I'd shit on your grave right now. If you died, I'd throw a small party, right. and I'd shit on your grave. So. Well, what's it has to be? It has to be something biological. Yeah. No, Karen's a bitch. Karen's a bitch. Do you see? She thinks she's so hot. She is so hot. That's what that's what Timmy would say about yeah. Karen. Yeah. She is so hot. Yeah. No, she's bitch. No, she's fucking bangable. What? What the fuck, man? Yeah. Like that's so weird. <laughs> that's one of those things I can't wrap my head around. Yeah. No, uh, you know, Tara, Tara has a dude that she works with, and he's there's like one guy. A bunch of girls. I've met this guy a couple. Sure, of it's times. a healthcare industry. Yeah, it's healthcare yeah, industry. Yeah, men, men are there are less by of them in it. Far the minority. Yeah, yeah. And this guy, like, there's definitely like in my last interaction with the guy, there was one girl in particular that works with him that I can tell has a little thing for him. But I'm just like, I don't trust this guy. Like, he is the fox in the hen house, mm-hmm. and it's just one of those things. I'm like, I don't like him out of principle. Yeah. And we're, we're, we're all hanging out, and this guy's like, oh, man, I'm kind of toasty. I'm like, oh, good, because we're doing shots. <laughs> and he's like, huh? I can't do a shot. I'm like, that's crazy, because I just ordered Jameson, and you're going to drink some. <laughs> you're so what's – up, what's up with dudes? Because chicks don't do that. Chicks don't do peer no. pressure like that. It, well, it's not even about the peer pressure. They're like, don't don't be a bitch and take your shot. That, well, I mean, that's what it was. And it but was that's like, exactly what a dude it, would say to the dude. Don't be a bitch that's basically, and take your shot. That's basically what was said. I'm like, I'm a man, and I'm drinking this. Are yeah. you not a man now? Yeah, why do we do that? I don't, it, it, be, <laughs> there's something that you – so, okay, you, you, we talked about the fox in the hen house. Well, then it's – then then you're a pride of lions. Right. That's what we'll call it, okay? <laughs> and you're – at that point, you're fighting for dominance of the pride. Right. Okay, so it's like, no, I, I fucking – I do this. I do, you can't do this, but I can do this. And right. if you're a bitch, don't, don't even try. Yeah, now it's fun. If you just want to sit there and be a bitch, it's, it's just you, fine. You don't have to challenge me for the pack. I'll drink that shot too, yeah. pussy. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking bitch. It means nothing. It proves nothing. No, it means everything though. Yeah. It's so, you even gonna try? We're Wuss. so vapid. It's so stupid, but it happens. <laughs> and you know, I've come to terms with the fact recently that I'm the enabler. That's who I am. So like when I go out with my friends, I'm like, hey, let's drink let's let's do well, the it's shot. because we're alcoholics and we want we want someone to affirm that us being alcoholics is okay. Is that what that is? That is exactly what that is, is that if you drink, it's okay for me to drink. So I, uh, and I'm going to pressure you to drink so that I can drink and not feel bad about it. I ended up getting completely shit faced. Of course you did. Cause you're an alcoholic. Yeah, sure. Whatever you say. Yeah. And are uh, you saying that you're not an alcoholic? No, I don't believe that uh, I am. Okay. All right. I have extensive experience with alcoholics. Yeah, I do. I do too. Cause I am one. <laughs> but so I ended up getting kind of shitty and I'm texting a buddy of mine and I'm like, are you alive? Cause I haven't heard from my buddy in a little yeah. bit. And so how often do you have these, I drink too much and I act like an asshole? 
it's it's generally don't you fucking no, 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 lie to hold me on. i'm not i'm not don't going you to lie I'm not, I'm not, you tell me these stories all the time i'm not going to so it's generally in social interactions <laughs> and i think i do think one of the reasons that i drink is because i don't know what to do like my my mom said one time she's like i started smoking because it was something to do because she smoked when she was younger and uh she she would go out and she'd be in a social setting. She's like, well, I don't know what to do. I don't really want to talk to these people, so I'll smoke a cigarette. And that's what she would do. And I think for me, like in a social setting where I don't know everybody there and I'm not super comfortable, a drink is that. And then I have the social pressure that I need to get people to fall in, fall in line. You, you follow Chris. Chris knows inebriation. I will teach you. So that that's where you go with it but uh yeah so i i'm texting my buddy okay and i'm like are you alive don't hear anything back and then he's like then like an hour later yeah i'll call you when i get out of work cool i look at my phone i'm like he should be out of work try to call nothing whatever have a few more drinks (laughs) and then i'm like motherfucker all right call again I don't remember after that, but he's like, dude, you called me six times. <laughs> and I was like, my bad. So he's like, I, I called you back. I was like, did you? He's like, yeah. You said, I'm drinking. Come hang out with me. And I'm like, did you come hang out with me? He's like, no, man, I told you I couldn't. I had shit to do. And I'm like, well, what the fuck, dude? I thought we were friends. What the fuck? I thought we were friends. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was my rationality when I was inebriated. So I'm like, what the fuck, dude? And he's like, oh, come on. And I'm like, you're cheating on your wife, aren't you? That's where I go with it because I'm fucking a drunk asshole at that point. And I'm like, you're cheating on your wife, you motherfucker. And he's like, what are you talking about? So I'm in the parking lot at this bar yelling at my friend. And Tara's like, Chris, you need to get off the phone. And I'm like, fuck, I got to go. I'm getting yelled at. (laughs) Get off the phone. And I'm like, you don't tell me what to do. (laughs) Even though you did what she told you to do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) That's my favorite part. You You don't tell me what to do. You fall in line and then you bitch about it. Yeah, that's exactly right. I'm such an idiot. You want to see me be an idiot? So that's what you do. And uh, having the conversation with him a week after everything had happened was hysterical because he's like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Another buddy's there. And the other buddy says to him, because he's getting really defensive about this cheating on his wife thing. Right. He's like, what, why would you even say that? And I'm like, motherfucker, come on. You're not going home. Did I know he, that. Did he deny it? No. He was like, why would you think that? So then he starts trying to convince us trying to sell us on no i wasn't doing that i wasn't doing that and my other buddy goes are you trying to convince us or yourself (laughs) and i was like fuck i was like how are you so amazing i didn't even think of those words with my brain (laughs) that's because you were trash i was i know i was so this was the week later this is the week later and yeah i didn't i didn't drink for a couple of weeks after that i completely avoided alcohol because i was like no i'm not a good person uh but yeah, it was weird, man. Weird. But yeah, this this whole drinking thing, it's it's drinking under social strain. Nah, see, I that's not I I drink all the time. I don't. Like I, I do. So I, I'm there there are nights where I'll come home and I'll have a couple of beers. Yeah. But I'll I'll tell you, like over the past few months, that's become far and few between. Like I don't really I, I Tara got me a twelve pack this past weekend. I'd have a couple of beers for the nights that I had it. It was gone. I was like, okay, whatever. Didn't need to go get more beer. Not until tonight. And I was like, oh, well, Mike's coming over. I'll get more beer. Nice. So, you know, I'm I'm not super dependent on drinking when I'm alone. It's that social situation where I'm like, well, the best thing to do right now is not be here. <laughs> Let's get fucked up. <laughs> so I remove myself right. mentally. I'm preparing you another one. All right, well, thank you. You're welcome. But yeah, I don't know, man. It's, it's weird. And back to the initial thing, like, are are you more attractive at times or is your partner more attractive at times? I can tell you right. in these times of inebriation okay. and desperation. Because what what? Ha- what happens if you don't find your partner attractive? I think I think if you're truly invested, 
um, like truly invested in this person, there's always going to be some glimmer of hope and something that you find attractive about them. Right. No, I, I, I agree with that. But and what I, but what happens if I think I think in those situations, that's where you see people remove themselves from the relationship. Yeah, because I think it's over at that point. If you're I, like, I, if I can't think of a reason to fuck you, I think that we're done. Not even a reason to fuck you, but a reason that I want to be around you. Because that's what it turns into. Like, it, it, it turns into resentment, and resentment's a dirty, no, it's, ugly thing. No, it's it's relationship death. Yeah, it, yeah. it, it absolutely is. But I, I think resentment always starts with expectation. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's the biggest problem that anybody can have is I, expecting too much of somebody else. And it, it, you don't need to expect anything of anybody. Enjoy your time with them. Like it, it's it's a very bizarre thing, but it's a very it's a simple thing. Like just enjoy. But there there have to be expectations there, in a partnership. There there have to be boundaries. Yes, and boundaries and expectations can kind of bleed together. Yeah. Like I expect that my partner is doing what she says she's going to do. Right. But I've all I've also I've established a boundary. That if that's not what you're doing, that's not acceptable. Right. And but, you're violating my but, terms. But if you're if you're five foot six and two hundred pounds, that's gross. And I say that as a fat person. So but there's somebody that's into that. And like if 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 that's what if your relationship has been predicated on that, or if that's something that it's right, turned but, but into. What if, but what if something happens to your partner like they put on a shit ton of weight? You might still think your partner's attractive. What if, though. But what if you don't? Then, what if you like everything about then, them except for the fact that they're gross? So you're you're just talking from the from a place of vanity. Yeah, sweet, wonderful, perfect, everything's great. Ex- they're just really fat now, and you're you can't get into it. No, that I don't know. Hmm. Like I, well, we're not helping then. Yeah, well, I don't know what to do to help that yeah. because like that that's where the whole okay, you need to mature in your relationship thing takes place, and part of it is being able to communicate that with your partner. You don't necessarily want to straight up come out and say i think you're fat and gross yeah, but like your, your labia smell like toe cheese now like this is disgusting yeah, this i is, can't this is yucky yeah. or, or your fucking balls smell like a dead baby uh, stuffed like, in yeah, an old person's what if, what diaper if your dude, what if your dude gets fat your man gets so fat that his dunlop because his belly dunlopped over his belt your dumb lot hides your dick yeah i don't like, know what so at that point like have, has your relationship progressed to okay i still find this person attractive because if it hasn't well, then there's there's something going on somewhere else. And th- at that point, I think it's important to be able to communicate, hey, when when I see you working out or doing something to make yourself healthier, better, I think that's amazing. And I think that's so sexy. Like, I think at that point, that's what you're supposed to communicate to this person. Yeah, but, but see, I don't so, – so first of all, that's that strikes me as passive-aggressive to say, oh, you know what? I think it's great when you work out as opposed to – it's, you're a disgusting cow it, it's and not you, and you need you know some sort of liposcopic surgery or so, whatever it's called so when you get is, that band around sure you're duodenum is rewarding good behavior passive aggressive the answer is no it, it's not when you do when you so, say when so you if say you, like that though it's no not, it's, it's not it's not so let's say okay let's say direct let's it's, say let's say you blow up and right. you're and you're trying to do something about it, but you're you're really fucking struggling. And your partner's like, your partner sees you going to the gym. I'm proud of you, babe. Yeah, and I think I think that's great, and I think it's yeah. sexy when that's, you do that. That's yeah, but I think that that's like... that's rewarding. That's positive reinforcement right there, and that's a good thing. Like I don't think that's passive aggressive at all. And that's your partner saying, hey, what you're doing to be better is yeah. attractive. Yeah, but what if your partner's sitting there eating a cheesecake? Doesn't matter. And then you're like, I think it's great when you work out. I think, you know, I think, and this As is, opposed to eating a whole fucking cheesecake, This you is cow. something that we've actually talked about before. Your entire identity can't be, it can't be defined by the relationship. And like, I was actually thinking about this today. I was in my car and I was like, you know, like Mike and I talked about this. We've, we've let ourselves like, the only thing that matters in our life is this relationship. For and sure, like, yeah. And that's that's not fair. It's not fair to our partner, first and foremost. Like, that is stupid pressure. That's setting an expectation that will never be met. But I don't think it's entirely accurate either. I mean, we have hobbies and things that we do in relationships with friends we do. that are important to we, us. We They're just not do. of equal importance. We do, and I'm not saying that, that, that they have to be of equal importance. But you also can't lose your identity 
to the relationship because then at that point we'll know one you're not attractive anymore because you're not what that person was initially attracted to which is somebody that was doing their own thing and they wanted to spend time with you because what you were doing was interesting you were interesting so they like that you're doing other things um, and when you start to step away from that, you, you definitely put yourself in this nasty space of, oh, well, this is this is what I am now. This is what I am now. And that's not necessarily okay and it's not healthy. It's not good for you and it's not good for them because you're going to – it's going to fucking blow up. Like we – you know, you talked about – I mean not you, but we've talked about putting all of our eggs in that one basket. And you do that and then – if your partner does something to upset you or hurt you, it totally shatters where you're at in your relationship. And in turn, totally shatters your perspective of yourself. And like, that's not okay because there's nothing that you did. If somebody else pisses you off, that's not something that you did to shatter your own vision of yourself. You know what I mean? I do. So you have to be like, all right, well, I am good and I do these good things and this is what I enjoy and I do that. And you have to have some level of that. You just, you can't, and this is where balancing comes in because you can't let your relationship fall by the wayside because of that. But you also can't let the fact that you're a human living a life get in the way of, or you can't let that die to a relationship. Right, sure. But something has to be most important, right? So. Most important changes. No, I, I, I agree that it does accept that relationship is most important. Now, I have a variety of hobbies, too many hobbies, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I'm in, I'm in no way comparing myself to Da Vinci, other than I have a bunch of unfinished shit. Yeah, those my interests at the time may be, you know, board games or role playing games or writing or painting or, you know, modeling, which I do a lot of, you know, toy soldier building, which I, I really enjoy it. Um, all of those focuses shift, except my relationship with my wife is still more important than any of those things. And that's okay. Like that's it's not to say that that's not going to be the case because your attention is going to shift. Sure. And and we talked about attention last time we were on the show. Your attention is going to shift absolutely. That being said, like you still have to have a, okay. Well, this is what matters most to me. And seeing that this is a healthy relationship and cultivating positivity here is ideal. Right. And recognizing recognizing what you value in the other person and what you value in the relationship is why I don't have days where I think my wife is having a bad day in terms of her level of attractiveness and why I still find her attractive. No, she does not have the, the physical attributes that she did 10 years ago 15 sure. years ago yeah. yeah when we got together and you know she was 17 years old but neither do i however on days that she might think she's having a bad day or she's feeling unattractive for one reason or another i still find her attractive i still find her very much desirable even if she does not feel that way about herself well, and that's the relationship maturing Right. And I think I think that's one of the biggest thing. Like, I'm sure she still has her own things and her own hobbies and her own shit that she does. And, like, right. you, you have to. It's when it's when you let yourself fall into a position of I don't do any of that, that, OK, what you're doing is damaging not only sure. to you, but the relationship. Right. Because if the relationship is the only thing that exactly. you have, that is an issue. No, exactly. I so I, I think that's a really fine line to walk, though. And that's where the balance thing comes in. How do I balance it? Juggle, juggle. Uh, and that, you know, that's, that's the hard thing to figure out. And I guess you have a, a lifetime to do it, but yeah, that's what I got. We need to do an episode where we talk about the different types of love. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you read that book, the five love languages, the five love languages. Uh -huh. Yeah. We need to talk about the five language. I should probably read that too. Yeah. Or at least the outline, the synopsis, the cliffs note, so, the cliff notes. So I think that that would actually... I think that's a good thing for next week. Yeah, it's a good idea. Um, yeah, we'll do we'll do love languages. Yeah, like, that that's a bizarre thing. But uh, just to kind of give you guys an overview, um, what is communicated as important to you might not be the same thing as what's important to your partner. 
So uh, finding a common ground there and doing things to accommodate each other is important, and that's basically what this Five Love Language book is about, and it's by sure. – uh, Dr. Gary Chapman. Yeah, well, that's communication 101. I mean, when when I worked for the fantasy shop and, you know, Dave mm-hmm. Wallace would talk about, you know, management and management skills, you know, when your employee brings an issue to you, um, it may not be an important issue to you, but they brought it up because it is important to them. Therefore, it needs to be of importance to you on some level, at least in terms of being recognized. Yeah, and because addressed. they should they should matter to you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. agree. I agree. Okay. So, do you have a, a word of wisdom for this week? Is I that... don't. You know, I, I didn't think. I didn't think about words of wisdom. I don't this think week. either of us did. Yeah, I don't think that we did. I don't think either of us think we're like. Hey, I, we are not. We are reactionary people. We're poor. We are. This is who we are. This poor planet. Yeah, we are. We are dreamers. Very much so. And we are fly by the seat of our pants, guys. We but, did. We did communicate that we were going to have subject matter. We really matter. do need to have structure. A what? A structure in oh, terms of at least having, hey, this is where we're going to, yes, an outline of some kind. If we had an outline saying, hey, here's our banter topic. Here's the meat of the episode. Here's the quote. So the, the ugly, okay, the quote thing, yes. I think I think what we should do is introduce a topic. <laughs> this is so fascinating. We're, we're talking about this on the air. <laughs> yeah. Wait, okay, well, you guys can chime in on this yeah. too. Fuck you. Yeah. Um, so... Or you can turn off your goddamn whatever, however your, your, you're streaming Your this. machine. Yeah, you, whatever technology you use to put this into your brain <laughs> hole. Take out the, the, the brain hole phones. Um, yeah, I, uh, basically come in and say, okay, this is the topic. Address the topic. There's going to be banter and stuff like that. And we need to try to keep on track of, okay, this is the topic that we – I yeah. think we do a pretty good job at that. No, we – or fucking horrible. We tie of, back and do it a we, little bit. We – so, we, yeah. We tie back and do it. Uh, it depends on the episode. The, but for the most part, it is – The tangents it, are fun. It's tangent, 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 tangent. Oh, yeah, we had a topic tangent. Yeah. It's pretty much the yeah, structure that's real of an life. episode. Yeah. It's, it's, that's it's real terrible. conversation, too, The audience too, hates though. it. They, no, they don't. They, they love it. They love it. You guys love this. Yeah. But uh, so, yeah, you, you have that. And then at the end of it, word of wisdom. Now, we that, that advice is something that I think we should pre-plan maybe maybe like the night that we finish an mm-hmm. episode. Say, okay, next week this is what we're going to talk about. Um, you do the word of wisdom mm-hmm. and then come to it with that. Right. We need to be more intelligent. Yeah. About yeah, my- about how we do it my my father taught me many important things and one of the significant things that he taught me was there is no such thing as a fair fight and any man who tells you different is a fucking liar that was a word of wisdom right there that was a word of wisdom right there you fucking did it i did it i'm so proud of you i'm proud of you too we're gonna make a butt baby all right let's go pay these bills <laughs>